Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another hopefully interesting episode for you. I know it is going to be for me, definitely. This is Kimberly Quinn, and I am here to, uh, again, have another thought about becoming the boss of your brain. I'm sorry, another discussion, becoming the boss of your brain, because thoughts come first, feelings seconds, and then actions and behavior third. Today, we are going to talk about the dis-ease of wanting. And first of all, you know, lots of people have said, you know, about the whole dis-ease, like break up the word dis-ease means not at ease. And we all know what diseases are. And there is this sort of uh, illusion, I think is what I would call it, that the absence of disease means health. And that just isn't true. And obviously it's a huge bonus not to have, you know, disease going on. But just because there's not disease going on does absolutely positively not mean that one is in good health, you know, and especially in the United States. And I love my country, big disclaimer there. We are considered to be one of the wealthier countries in the world and surrounded by, it's really cultural, you know, we're surrounded by shiny objects everywhere. And especially during the holidays, it doesn't have to just be the holidays, but there's just a lot of focus on stuff and having, not being, having things, lots of things. And the more things, the better, you know, and that's true for toys for little kids. And then that, you know, kind of leaks its way into adulthood with grown up toys, you know, cars and getting the better next car, the better, the better next phone, you know, the house, more square footage, this, that, this more and more better promotion, better, this more, better grades, better. It's just constant, constant, constant. I'm not saying good grades aren't a good thing. I'm talking about pushing that envelope of happiness right up and over the cognitive horizon where it just seems like we never actually, you know, achieve it because we're just chasing, chasing more, 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 more. And this is the dis-ease part. We can't sort of be experiencing inner peace and joy or constantly in this sort of motion of striving you know, and Wayne Dyer, who is definitely one of my top, in my top 10 life teachers, um, I, uh, he's obviously since passed, but wow, I listened to his podcast on the way, and he's my inspiration for today, but not because of, his, because of his podcast, it's because of a book, I'll get to that in a second, but he talks a lot about this being in this place of striving, and it's not where happiness resides, because this striving place is like an empty, it's like almost like right before, it's like an extreme example, but right before somebody's ready to um, kind of get a fix for whatever kind of addiction it is. And I'm not saying those who strive are addicts. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to give as clear of a visual as I can. It's that before part where we're kind of drooling and ready and and then we're not going to feel okay until we get whatever it is. that. And Wayne Dyer talks about this striving place is just, it's not one of feeling complete and whole and feeling inner peace. It's, it's just, it's just not, it's not a place. It's a place of dis, dis ease, I guess is what I'm saying. And this also kind of sort of coordinates with uh, what Sean Aker has said in his, in his book, The Happiness Advantage, which I use in my Minecraft class, actually, with how, at least here in the U.S., we have it backwards with the formula for happiness and success. You know, once, once I'm successful, only then can I truly be happy when the reverse is true, only once I'm happy can I truly be successful. 
And, you know, back to the dis-ease, right? Obviously, there's all the big, terrible physiological ways that can take over, you know, the temple, which is our body, right? Which is awful. And there's other ways to be at dis-ease too. We just mentioned one, which is the the dis-ease of wanting, which goes hand in hand with the dis-ease of striving, right? Because we're striving for whatever the next cookie is, whatever the next level is, whatever the next best thing of whatever is, right? Where we, we're locked into this more is better. We can have the dis-ease to please. People-pleasing has us uncomfortable. We don't always know it because it's what's familiar, familiar to us, no different than somebody, you know, um, dependent on alcohol or some other fix feels uncomfortable, but they don't really think so because in that moment it feels good, right? That's obviously we know how that works. Feels good in the beginning, and then the half life for it not so good. Well, we that's not different with people pleasing, rescuing, chasing down that external approval. These are all ways to be at dis ease. And now, as far as the dis ease of wanting. My uh, sort of inspiration today from Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, he, is his book, which uh, I've had for a while now, and I, I dip into it every once in a while just because it's that kind of book, short little chapters. And uh, so it's called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Change your thoughts, change your life. I love that because how we think is so shall we be. He also says that. It's about, it comes from the Tao, living the wisdom of the Tao. And there's one little piece that I just want to read you a little tiny bit of it because he's talking about living with humility, which is directly related to what we're talking about with the disease of wanting. And he says, cramming life with possessions, pleasures, pride, and activities, when we've obviously reached a point where, where more is less, indicates being in harmony with ego, not the Tao. Remember that the ego can very easily seduce us into all these behaviors, the people pleasing, the external approval, the need for kudos, that's all the ego. The need for more stuff and keeping up with the Joneses, we all know that phrase. Um, fortunately, we live in an area that's very rural and the Joneses really don't have anything. So we don't have to deal with that too much. Um, but it's just that next new this, better version. I keep thinking of it going back to the cell phone. We see those commercials where it's, you know, the iPhone 10, now it's 11, 12, 14, the iPhone the iPhone. 56, 98, when does it stop? So then he says, uh, living humility knows just when to stop, let go and enjoy the fruits of our labor. Um, this verse clearly analogizes that the pursuit of more status, more money, more power, more approval, more stuff is as foolish as honing a carving knife after it has reached its zenith of sharpness. I love that. Obviously, to continue would just create dullness as it is obvious that a keen edge represents perfection. You know, I really like this analogy of the sharp blade things. It makes a lot of sense. It's already sharp. You can already carve the turkey or the prime rib beautifully, you know, kind of like, like you would cut butter. There's no need to push it into, you know, being sharper, better, having more. I love the analogy. And also, I wanted to actually read the ninth verse. It's, it's abbreviated. Um, but the ninth verse of the Tao Te Ching says this, to keep, to keep on filling is not as good as stopping. Overfilled, the cup hands drip. Better to stop pouring. Sharpen a blade too much and its edge will soon be lost. Fill your house with jade and gold and it brings insecurity. Puff yourself with honor and pride 
and no one can save you from a fall. Retire when the work is done. This is the way of heaven. I love it. You know, and in, in the States, for sure, you know, technology is everywhere. That's not just us. But there's just so much bling bling all over the place, especially me with my fast mind. I honestly don't do a lot of TV watching. I'll tell you the truth. And I, I, I need the computer for my, for everything I do in the, you know, for professionally, but I don't get into the pop-ups. I just shut that stuff out. Cause it, oh my, it hurts my head on every level. And not only are we pulled into this by all the marketing, which at this point with the internet and everything, this has gotten absolutely overwhelming. I thought it was overwhelming as a kid, you know, the commercials when it around the holidays, it'd be all toys everywhere. And we didn't get to see too much TV, but the TV we did was just overwhelmed my young head. Now, uh, with the internet, just pop up, have this, have that, do this, do that, just better, 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 better. And in addition to that, with all the reality stuff out there, and I'm thinking of like, um, you know, American Idol, that kind of thing. And I actually had a daughter who absolutely loved that. I'm not, so I'm not selling anybody short who has all that talent. That's great and good for you. However, uh, we, we are really encouraging this culture of it's not okay to be ordinary. You know, it's not okay to, to just do your thing and be happy doing whatever it is. We really, it seems like everybody wants to be famous and famous is really, really just means lots of people know who you know, who you are. And they don't really know who you are, right? Only so many people, statistically speaking, can actually really get to know you because there's only so much time in a day. So really it's, you know, a lot of people know your name and know some basics. And that's really all, all that it is in the end. And of course, another disclaimer, I'm certainly not talking about those people who have changed the world, you know, like Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King. And obviously, you know, there's so many others that that's a whole nother level. I'm talking about just like celebrity status kind of stuff. And, and, and I, and not that they're not good, nice people. I'm, I'm sure they are. It's just that we encourage all this reality. I'm thinking like the housewives and all that, like who's going to remember their names in five years, you know, probably not that many of us, you know, not that it's not entertaining, fine, but we're, it just seems like it's, it's just all of a sudden, it's just, we've got so wrapped up in all of that, that it's like, you're a loser. If you're just a good, kind, loving person with a good work ethic, doing your thing and making a difference in your own small way, like that's not enough. And I'd have to really, really strongly disagree with that. I think living an ordinary life, um, you know, being kind and loving with a good work ethic and touching the lives of those in your own, you know, in your own, you know, sphere of your existence is, is nothing short of amazing. I mean, it took, in staying on your purpose with your personality in line in, in alignment with what it is you're doing right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. And Wayne uh, says, I'm just read another couple little paragraphs here. He says, we can heighten our awareness that advertising is primarily designed to sell products and services by convincing us that we need something in order to be happy. You know, and I actually, I just want to interject here because he talked about that, you know, later with the, with the need for external approval, because it fits here also. If we have our needs outside of ourselves, right? Hopefully when we, you know, when we're at work, I know so, I don't even hopefully, when we are authentic and living our best, authentic, highest vibe selves, we don't need any of this stuff. We don't need stuff. We don't need, need approval. We don't need any of this. And when we place need outside of us, this means that we're in some way debilitated or not okay without it. 
So when he says we can heighten our awareness, awareness that advertising is primarily designed to sell products and services by convincing us that we need something in order to be happy, that is taking away our own agency to make ourselves happy. And, and, and then he says this, he says, Lao Tzu advises us to be careful about amassing great wealth and storing it away. This practice contributes to a life spent keeping our fortunes safe and insured, while at the same time always feeling the need to pursue more. I have to tell you something right now. I just had a thought because I loved to ski when I was a kid, you know, very middle middle class family and, and stuff. And I was grateful. I loved my skis. They weren't the best when they were older. But I remember just going to, to ski resorts and seeing these fancy, you know, be after Christmas or something. And, you know, some people, you know, the kid, kids back then, just because I, I was on a ski team with very wealthy, they came from Westchester County, New York, and I did not come from Westchester County, New York. And they had this, the best equipment. And I remember having a moment of, wow, I wish I had those skis. And then I actually have a, had a revelation. I would just set my old skis on the ski rack and they're wrapping locks all around. There's a nervous and they're checking them and putting them by the window and everything else. I remember having a revelation. Yes, I'd love those skis, but you know what? They're all nervous wrecks that somebody's going to take them. And I have to tell you, there was some kind of like solace in my, in my skis. They did the work and I didn't have to get up and check every two minutes because nobody's going to take mine. (laughs) So anyway, I just had that thought. Uh, Lao Tzu counsels us to be satisfied at the level that, fosters living with humility. If wealth and fame are desired, we must know when to retire from the treadmill and be like the Tao. This is the way of heaven as opposed to the world as the world that we live in, which is addicted to more. So just remember that the ego is again is what is looking to be filled up. When we are in our when we are in our frames, residing in our frames of authenticity that we were born into this world with, feeling whole and complete. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, um, approval doesn't feel good. Somebody giving us a nice gift doesn't feel good, especially with the thought around it. It might be something we actually just love, new piece of jewelry, and that's great. However, the authentic person, the authentic self, the authentic spirit, best said, doesn't need it or go looking for it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't feel good. It can feel good and that's okay. The ego, however, is just like this insatiable part of us that just, you know, more, more, more. It's like trying to uh, water flowers with a watering can that has a hole in it. It Like we get a little taste of it. And it's just never, never enough, but it's an, it, like an immediate fix, which, which has us craving more. That is what the ego is. So Wayne says, ego wants you to gather more and more rewards for your actions. If you're in a state of loving appreciation in each of your present moments, you're letting go of the absurd idea that you're here to accumulate rewards and merit badges for your efforts. I absolutely love that. Just to do it, to do it, and that's it. He says, seek pleasure in what you're doing rather than in how it might ultimately benefit you. Begin to trust in that infinite wisdom that birthed you into this material world. Oh my God, this is just so good. And then I'm looking, I I actually used this for a newsletter this week too. And when I read this tip, Wayne gives us a tip at the end. It's it's quick and easy and something all of us can try. And I I just think for me, I'm going to admit it right here on this podcast that this is a hard one for me because I'm such a foodie. I just am. I love to eat. It's like, just don't get in the way of me and my burger or something. I like everything, fancy seafood dishes, everything. And this is something I'm going to have to try because this is 
practicing the Tao. And so what he said, well, it's under the title, Do the Tao Now. And he says, uh, at your next meal, practice portion control by asking yourself after several bites if you're still famished. If not, just stop and wait. If no hunger appears, call it complete. After this one meal, you'll have practiced the last sentence of the ninth verse of the Tao Te Ching. And this says, retire when the uh, brackets eating is done. This is the way of heaven. And as my heaven is a good burger and a pile of fries, I, that's gonna, I'm a work in progress with that one. Um, but where I do, where I do um, practice and live these Tao verses are, are just, is I really am an, I'm really an anti-clutter person. I don't, I don't like a lot of clutter and I also try to stay focused. I do my best with humility to, I set an intention every day as I've said in previous podcasts and also on the Minecraft YouTube channel. I set intention every day and it, in my Jeep, which is where I'm alone in the morning, I say out loud, how can I be of service today? How can I be of service today? And typically something just happens. Something happens. Somebody comes to my office. Who, they have something that they need to talk about or somebody needs help carrying stuff. It's something. But I just put it out there with humility. Just, you know, point me in the direction. Just tell me what you want me to do. And and, and how can I how can I feel that? So I just want to end on that note. Since my strength isn't exactly controlling the foodie situation. Okay. Living with humility. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, very humble day.